Boing, boing, boing. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Welcome to Embracing the Wild. I'm Abby Pagoon. And this is Audra Watley. <laughs> this is. This is. Not I one, am. The one and only. <laughs> the one and only. No carbon copies here. No. Mm-mm. Mm. <laughs> it's kind of scary that I'm Googleable. <laughs> Okay, that actually kind of fascinates me to even the fact, like, but I think it gives like a false feeding of ego when, you know, like if you Google, you're like, ooh, how many hits do I get if I go on Google? And then, and then sometimes I'm like, oh shit, I don't like those pictures. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, they always pull the bad like ones. A, there's like a numerology post where I asked something 20 years ago and it's still out there. <laughs> I'm like, I just asked the question. I, you know, it concerns me that there there is no evolving on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> right. The past will haunt you. The past will haunt you. So the, the message is, be careful what you post. <laughs> Completely. Which is probably why I don't allow my daughter to do certain things. Mm. I will let her watch certain things, but I will not allow her to post certain things. But it's not even more of allowance. It's more of an, a request. A request for your future to not be like, hey, you might be in this phase now. But if you're 10 years from now, look back and might think it's, there's an inkling of dumb. Just don't do it. Yeah. Right. Like, just don't do it. Or an inkling of that just might get you in trouble. Don't. Right. right. Yeah, don't. Because you're going to have an employer or something look at it down the road and be like, yeah, I don't yeah. know that we want to hire yeah. Well, and it somebody could be doing, something that was from somebody, 15 years ago. Which, somebody doing keg stands in a tutu. <laughs> keg stands in a tutu? Do you know someone that's done keg stands in a tutu? A guy, yeah. Wow. That's yeah. some fancy keg stands. I know, right? I don't think I've ever done a keg stand. I don't think it I've just ever. It just painful. I, I, is there, there's not, I don't think I have. I know I have never done and never will. I've never have. Then I never have. I did say I never, I don't think I have. No, I I never, I, I know. I've never and never will. I have no urge to. I have no will to. That makes no sense. No, doing a handstand next to a giant redwood tree, that I've done. I, I have hugged many a tree, even on a sidewalk in a public you know, drive by, right. you know, area where, you know, just like when the people tree are probably higher than you can spread out your arms, you're like, oh my God, this is awesome. Right. You know? well, and also when I, if I go for, if I, not that I've run recently, but like if I decide to go for a run, some trees just call me to say hi Come and sit down and spend a minute, maybe even just to embrace and just yeah. pass her by and touch. And like, so I'll do that. And so I, I can only imagine what what someone must be thinking in Texas driving past a almost 40-year-old woman hugging a tree <laughs> like, what the fuck's wrong with her? Does she need help? Does she need to be walked back to the institution? First of all, you don't look anything like a 40-something-ish woman. So. <laughs> I don't look if like they, a... If they saw you running, they'd be like, yeah, it'd be nice to be a teenager again. Yeah. <laughs> if with me in my minion onesie that I'm wearing this afternoon... That I love this minion onesie. I just, I don't know. It's funny because I, I don't have age issues and I don't have, but I am starting to realize, hey, I am getting closer to 40. There's certain things I shouldn't necessarily do anymore. Not because uh, that I can't, more of the fact of mindful body awareness and like, hey, you know, your depth perception's not 100%. Or yeah. you have light sensitivity when you're driving. Or, just you know. Just a little more careful than what I used to be because it just hurts more. <laughs> right. Like, st- like I do stupid stuff. Jump. Like, I still jump up on the countertop and grab things or whatever. I, I'm confident in my balance in that. But, like, I might have before in previous time grabbed the swivel stool to stand on to it to do something and now I am like oh hell no that's not gonna happen yeah. Swiv- no 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 swivel. no swivel. Don't swivel out from me no that's not gonna happen and then like you know I have one of those uh, stability ball chairs and I've sometimes many a time like oh, I need to grab something on a shelf. And I'm like, oh, there's nothing here that's high enough except, oh, I could stand on that. And then I'm like, no, that's probably not a good idea either. And so yeah, just no. <laughs> those were the prime years, right? man. I was going to say, you know, back when we were teenagers, we could stand on a ball like a bear. <laughs> not anymore. Like a bear. <laughs> like an elephant balancing in the circus. 
Damn, that's an impressive elephant, man. <laughs> what do you think they were thinking? Were they, do you think they were up there balancing on these, like, rainbow-colored freaking beach balls and thinking, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they would think. I don't know. I don't know. But, thanks, and, thank, I don't know. And where would you get practice for that? I mean, it's like if humans didn't force you to do that, is that like you standing on a rock trying to get that top limb? I mean, I, you know, I'm, I don't really want to answer that because I actually have trained people to do stupid shit like that. So, um, and people that are well into their 40s and 50s and then impressed that they can actually do things like that. But, you know, that that I that's a different conversation for a different time. Mm-hmm. And we don't, we don't need to know any more than that. <laughs> But we didn't survive the winter storm here yes, in Texas, which did. is here. We're alive. We didn't eat any. We didn't have a Dahmer effect. and yeah. um, Nobody ate each other. No. Yeah. But we did have significant grocery store shortages, whether or not it was trucks not being able to come in or just having shortages in general. Or if it was supposed to come in on an airplane, and of course, nothing in the airport happened for about a week. <laughs> what? But I told, I told my husband, like, I, I said, hey, like, he... He went to the grocery store yesterday, and he's like, honey, you know, like, holy crap, there's, like, nothing on the shelves, da-da-da-da-da, and I said... Well, I think yesterday everybody decided, oh, my gosh, it's over. We got to go buy food, so that not only did they buy enough, like, to cover what they were out of from last week, they bought enough to cover for next week and the two weeks afterwards again. Right, another COVID affair. Right, right. (laughs) Which, then, like, what I ended up pointing out, mindfully pointing out to him was that on Sunday when... Or Saturday and Sunday... Before everything went down, I was at the store, and it also was bare because people were anticipating, like, you know, the five, I think was last year five days? It was like three to five days, and some people didn't have power for two or three of them, and the year before that wasn't as bad, but it it wasn't as long, but it was still not so great, and... I know they were threatening, like, blackouts and stuff like that, but I don't, I don't know how much actually happened. Well, Um, I think there was some, but it was more south. I thought it was more south last year. You know, we, we actually are really fortunate in the neighborhood that we live in, because we're kind of between the police station, the jail, and the hospitals. (laughs) I did. I was actually telling clients that where I was like, oh, yeah. But then I also stress the fact that my husband has this amazing MacGyver sense. And so, like, it doesn't really matter if we are. Because you've got a generator somewhere. No, well, we don't have a generator, but he technically is a man-made generator. Because, like, he would, he would somehow strategically figure out how to create a tent environment and blockade half the room out and still, and like around the fire to keep us all content. Yeah. Like he would just be like, I got this. And then he would probably jump in and somehow make like a blanket out of a blanket fort, a blanket fort that covered everything, but was locked down, but it wasn't made out of blankets. So it wasn't a fire hat. Like it just, yeah. it was a, hot, a lot of strategic thinking where I could just, just wrap everyone up in a sleeping bag to snuggle and just say, read a book. Like, yeah, like right. yeah. and that would be the end of it. But close the door. Yeah. Lock the dogs in. <laughs> they can ask to go out. You don't have to leave the door open. I think they probably would just be so busy snuggling they wouldn't want to be. But, but Yeah, every so often Miko would go to the door and she'd look out. And then she'd turn her car around and come back to the couch. Because she was like, yeah, no, I'm not going out there. Yeah. I don't think my dogs drank any water for those three days. Because they were probably so freaking cold. They're like, I'm not going to go <laughs> out like, there and uh. pee. Actually, they did, they did chase a squirrel or two. And I kept being like, what are you doing? It's so cold outside. You're not supposed to be going. And, you know, Nui's like, <sighs> and she's all happy and dumb. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then, of course, Kai wants to crawl up the walls. And he's like, can we go outside and play soccer? I'm like, buddy, there's ice outside. It's okay. I'll be really careful. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. baby, there's Widowmakers out there. Yeah. He's And he's like, what's a Widowmaker? And I was like, well, you know how Mommy and Daddy are married? Well, the window maker is, you know, hey, here's a tree. Boom. Mommy, no, not here anymore. Dad's a widow. Like, like, and widow maker. And he's just, he was he's like, like, huh? Yeah. Huh, well, huh was the operative word. Yeah. Amongst like, you are strange. It's like WCF, right? I know. But I will tell you, like, 
even though I might monitor some of the things my daughter does post just for external, you know, I guess I'm trying to protect like her exposure of herself to the outside world because there's going to be so much chaos out there. And there's so many stupid people that say mean things that they would never say to your face. Right. Because they don't have the cojones to do so. But like, but my, my thing was, is that, you know, we put on, my husband put on a movie yesterday, which of course is like, you know, the Suicide Squad, right? Which is the, um, where they recruited like the criminals of DC to make a group to be able to fight against supernatural powers and beings of what they are, whatever. And um, as we're sitting down and watching it, like, I just, I, it's such a low vibrational movie that I just don't feel like, even though, you know, the Harley Quinn character can be oh, upbeat and talking her preppy voice and like whatever. And, you know, like you do see the connectivity of family amongst the group, even though they're technically quote bad. Um, but like, there's still that dynamic that everybody wants to be loved and wants to be accepted or has something that's important to them that's more than anything else. The only thing that bothers me a little bit is some of like the psychotic notions of movies out there today. Not just like not I'm not referring wholesomely to Suicide Squad. I'm also referring to just movies in general that just like some of these movies that people come out with, I almost wish there was a way we could do like a psych evaluation before they were allowed <laughs> to write some of the content to feed other people because it's like it's that ripple effect. It's like, hey, I'm really fucked up in the head. Maybe you are too. And then like, you know, like <laughs> I created this thing. Now you're going to watch it and you're going to, it's going to trigger your fucked upness and keep spreading the shit. Like, and that's kind of where my brain goes when I think of it. Because some people aren't able to distinguish, like, between, you know, the badass quality and being like, that really wasn't a healthy yeah, that, that's, response. Right. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Although, I, I think that, um, you know, there's a part of the population that it's like they thrive in that energy. Why do you think that is? I, I, I think it's... Oh... When I really, really look at the big picture, you know, it's, it's like those of us that like really hone in and focus on and try to stay in the light and the positive and the everything else, there is the exact same opposite somewhere on the planet. Yeah, that makes sense. And and everything in between. Hmm. Right. Like a yin and, and yang balance. It, and, it, yeah. It's totally about balance that, you know, it's like, you know, the most spiritual, lighthearted, light person is going to have also an opposite that is the most darkest, dark, <laughs> whatever it is. And, and like I said, everything To counterbalance, right? And everything in between. It's interesting because I was, you know, I had a couple conversations this week with um, a couple individuals dealing with family members that they're having a hard time with. Um, kind of, I want to say migrating through some of the family dynamics and um, really kind of, you know, let's just say that the individuals in that family definitely serve their purpose that assisted them in waking up to, you know, knowing their morals and knowing their beliefs and knowing what they can and cannot like accept it. That individual that was, you know, maybe not the cretinous person. Cause I don't think they're intentionally cretinous. I think it's more of like they, they have their own quirks, but you know, they're, inability to get outside of themselves or think bigger and then get stuck in their regimented behavioral um, cycles basically created a ripple effect that helped wake these people up, right? Woke them up to saying, oh, like, you know, and and it's sad because it's like, you know, even when I think back of my past, you don't sit there and think like, okay, my dad was like just a cretinous man. Like he was just just narcissistic sociopathic i mean not to put titles on titles because i don't really like titles in general but like if you could try to summarize that i mean he was just he still is that he still exists in this world i can't you know it it bothers me you know that so many good ones are gone but like you know oh there's an order in balance like you know and but with him 
you know, you can look back at it and it, you can sit there and think, oh, this was done to me or this was, or this is how I felt or like, you know, like you could play the victim. You could get lost in the victimhood. You could get lost into the chaoticness of who that individual is because sometimes you don't want to give that per individual credit for also waking you up quickly to get you where you're supposed to be. But at the same time, if you didn't experience that, you wouldn't have actually like become who you are and who you are supposed to be. Yeah. And so, um, and it was, it was interesting to have some of those conversations with them because it was a perspective that they weren't used to hearing. It was a perspective. Um, it was enlightenment that they were hesitant to embrace because it almost made them feel like that person got credit for helping them awaken and it's like no they played a role it's like a it's like a soap opera here's everybody's got their character they're doing their little ditty dance and whatever and as soon as i put it into a soap opera context fully understood and acknowledged and like oh my god that's fantastic and it's like yeah but if you can enjoy life in a like viewership it keeps you in observational space. It allows you to choose reactive reaction. Mm-hmm. It also allows you to be even search more clearly or have the time to actually see with an open mind of, okay, what messages am I missing? Like what deliverance, what am I supposed to be getting taught here from this? And how can I evolve yeah. and get past? Yeah, I totally see what you're saying. And at the same time, it's like when you're in it, sometimes it's just, it's so hard. Mm-hmm. It is so hard to see a higher perspective. It's so hard to be the observer. Um, and, you know, it, it, it takes practice. That's the reality. Is it, yeah. it takes practice. That, um, a lot of practice. Especially when you're in those hard situations and you're, you have hard relationships in your home life and that sort of stuff. It's like, it, it takes, yeah, it takes breathing and practice and... Showing yourself grace so that you don't feel guilty about overwriting or or, like, you know, being human, being human, getting your feelings hurt and all of this stuff. Because I absolutely understand that. You know, I I have to say, like, it's been 2003. This August will have been 20 years since my dad passed away. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so it it took a good 10, 12 years just to where I wasn't still angry at him. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and then it took me for you know probably the last you know five or six to where I was really like appreciating who he was and all of the stuff he did for himself um, to shift his life to where it impacted us positively. Right. right. It may have not been like the easiest um, experience <laughs> when he was going through it, but like all the stuff he dealt with and. Um, you know, the way that he shifted his life to where we had a better life than anybody else in his family. Right. Well, it's, it, we have, um, my father-in-law who we refer to as Jimma is his grandpa name. Um, my, my husband's dad, we had our, he had basically our angel, angel versary, um, which was yesterday. And, um, it's interesting because you, when I was thinking about it, because I was thinking about it like a week ago, and I was like, okay, I know that's coming up soon, but I couldn't remember the exact day. And so then I was looking for posts on Facebook to kind of whatever. And then I was like, wait a second, why am I wasting my time? The Super Bowl one on the day, like the day after he died. Because, because literally, like their whole family was just ingrained. They're like Seahawks fans born and bred, like, you know, it's rooted in their existence, right? And, um, ironically enough, you know, he waited to pass because one of the grandchild's birthdays was, you know, at this time, whatever. And then it was time for them together. And, um, I don't necessarily always agree with how things went down because they had him on machines until everyone could be there and then took him off machines, even though technically he had passed at like 11 on Saturday. Like I could, I sensed him and then he sat there and giggled in my ear for 24, 48 hours, like (laughs) straight until they basically came together around. And then all of a sudden, you know, but I could hear, I could hear his laugh as clear as day. And what's really kind of really nice is that my husband has that same giggle Um, and it's a very rare time that he does it. It's like when he's, it's a shock, it's a shocked giggle. Like he's very interested. He also like, he's interested and surprised by something. And then 
delightfully entertained that it provided happiness. And so he has this really cute giggle when he does that. And he, and it's really nice for me because I can at least point out to our children, that's Jim's laugh. That's Jim's laugh. And um, so then they get to have like a little bit of connectivity and see, you know, how it goes down the line. And then that prompts like maybe even some stories and things because he was, you know, it's funny because after he passed, there were times where he totally did pranks on some of his kids and especially my mother-in-law, you know, where there was an incident where we had, we normally go up to our family summer home in the summer and we would have my mother-in-law watch our house and we like, you know, dogs and all of that stuff. And, you know, she's getting to the age where she has nothing to do. So she watches Netflix at random hours throughout the day. So she could be sleeping in the daytime. She could be sleeping in the nighttime. She could be just up all, all the time. So she was staying up watching something on Netflix till like one, two o'clock in the morning or whatever. And, you know, Oh, look at all of a sudden we're getting phone calls because the car alarm is going off and she can't figure out how to turn the car alarm off. And so then Rudy's like, mom, you push this, whatever. She's like, I did that. And then, so she turns it off. She goes back in the garage. She starts her, she presses play. It goes on again. (laughs) Right. So then she gets up and she's like, Oh, like, you know, and she gets up and she checks the thing and you know, like it goes off. She goes back out. Then she goes and she proceeds to sit outside because she's thinking it's like, you know, kids playing a practical joke. You know, then comes back inside after 20 minutes, you know, probably smoking her cigarette on the front porch or whatever. Presses play. Sure as shit. The thing went back on again. So then she goes outside and she goes, old man, cut it out. Like, and then as soon as she did that, there was nothing else the rest of the time. But like, and that's the thing. It, the funny part was, is that when Rudy and I are in Michigan and she's sitting there like this, we just kind of look at each other and he's like, yeah, I think my dad's playing a joke on her. Like, cause it's just like, it's clap. Like, and there's times where he's done that with like a ceiling fan and a light to one of his daughter. Like, it's just like, Hey, like, like here's Gemma. Like, you know, just on occasion. So, and there've been times where I've kind of sensed him in our son's room and I'm like, you need to get out. It's time for him to go to bed. Like, and then he's just like, I don't want to like, and you're just like, no, it's it's time. Let him sleep. Please let him sleep. Please (laughs) respectively let him sleep. Like, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. No, I, I remember, um, not too long after my ex fiance moved in with me, he and I and my mom were sitting here watching TV and he had like a stereo system that was hooked up to the TV itself. And we were sitting there and we were, you know, the three of us were chatting and kind of joking around or whatever. And the movie was starting and all of a sudden, like the remotes on the table, right? Nobody's touching anything. Yeah. And the volume on the, the dial just like started cranking up and the volume just went. I mean, we thought we were going to blow speakers. Oh, <laughs> it was that loud. It was that I mean, it just went, just like, yeah, yeah, it went from like normal. And my dad used to do stuff like after we finally got a remote, because, you know, we didn't have remotes for many years of my childhood. (laughs) Once we finally got a remote, if all of us were sitting there talking, particularly me and my mom, my dad would just take the remote and turn the TV up like that. (laughs) I was like, stop. Stop. (laughs) Well, and it's, you know, it's funny because, you know, my husband... He ended up having a little bit of a repeat gout flare this week, which, um, which ironically, I'm sitting there. I'm like, you know what? Okay, he had a couple of his cheats and like indulgences when he had his paid time off and after quitting his job and making a huge transition, you know, to a new job. And it was so interesting because <laughs> when, well, hello, madam. <laughs> oh, she's wanting somebody she, to play with her. She is embracing. Her wild. Yeah. She is. She's she's like, it's not an embrace playtime. <laughs> so it was so funny because like when um, he's like going through this transitional period. And what I ended up doing was I, um, I, I kind of tapped into, you know, his pain and working on his body. And I, I'm p- sensing like this isn't something muscular for me to fix. It's some, and it feels like. I was like, it's a hundred percent gout. It's not a muscular like pain. And, um, even though there can be muscular pain with it, but you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, this does not feel like 
I mean, it felt like 10, 15% food. And then it felt like a 10, 15% upgrade. And then the rest of it felt like all transitional, you know, trying to um, step into the new, but a, resistant, a resistance of stepping into the new path because you're still getting pulled into your old, who you old were and like identification and all of that stuff. And um, like, I just kind of tapped into it. And that's where I, you know, I immediately in the morning, like I actually in night kind of sat with it and I actually got messaging that was meant for him but it was it was needed for him to know it and pick up on, not for me to process for him or tell him about. Mm-hmm. And so I immediately text our energy healer the next day and said, "Hey, you know, can you just tap in and confirm what I'm picking up? Because this is where I'm having that sense, and I'm not. I'm. I always have a hard time reading my husband because he's too close, and you know, like we talked last week about how it's so important to share with the community how we." interpret our our abilities because that's way we can you know surround right yeah we surround support yes exactly and so she like she chimed in sure enough confirmed like confirmed that and then she's like okay there's a little bit of extra old old stuff i cleared that up and like you know just be mindful keep imagining light and love and all this all these good things and it's been amazing because just watching him from having his you know when he doesn't sleep well he doesn't sleep well he's not sleeping well i don't sleep well well you know when he's going through that he's kind of going through a detox so he's got the shivers he's got the colds he's you know even having some of like you know i kind of make fun of him because he's like like randomly like you could be asleep for about two minutes and all of a sudden and then you're like the next minute you know like it's quiet for like five minutes and then it's <laughs> like try sleeping through that and then what's worse is that like you know we get through that night you know i have to get up for a long day and he's like sorry i kept you up and i was like no it's fine honey like you're like you i need you to get a good night's sleep but like this is just part of whatever and then he's just like you'll miss it one day you will just wait and see and i was just like yeah yeah <laughs> They're like, I kind of doubt it, but okay. No, but no, but now I'm like, fuck, that's probably going to be his shit. Like, I'm going to like, he, when he dies, like 20 years, 25, 30 years from now, maybe even 40. But like, the point is, is that someday I will be sleeping and I will all of a sudden get, (laughs) and I'll be like, motherfucker. Like, It's like, did you really have to do that? Yeah. I think that's going to be his shtick yeah, for me. Sure. Like, you know, how many ways can I, like... Either that or you're going to walk by some random person on the street and they're going to go, boo! <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to be like, what the... Stop possessing people. Yeah. <laughs> no, you totally do that. No, I no. Actually, if I was in public, I guarantee I would just randomly feel like someone grabbed my ass. <laughs> And I would look around, like, ready to, like, deck them, and then no one would be there. And I'd be like, oh, creeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's him. The good old perverted husband. Gotta love him. I was going to say, I don't think that's pervert. I think that's just man. <laughs> Claiming his Oh, like all, those te- like all those TikToks where they, I, my, I love these TikToks that are coming out right now where wives are posting, like, recordings of them treating of them treating their husbands like they treat them. Right. So like here, you know, the husband bends over to pick something up and then the <laughs> wife just goes and humps the back of them and then they're just like, What the fuck? Like it's just like, Yeah, what the fuck, dude? Like, and then like next thing you know, like they're in the kitchen and they're like cooking and they'll just go up and smack their ass and scare the shit out of them and I'm just like, Yes, that is exactly what happens. It is the story of my life. Right. But I, it doesn't, that part doesn't bother me. The, like, it's not that it bothers me. It's more of that it's, like, when you get to restful REM. Ah! Like, I was going to say, I definitely don't have a man in my life that does that. But my dog occasionally rolls over and does something crazy like that. Either that or she has, she has dreams where she's like. Yeah. She does do that. And, and she does, like, to stick her nose 
Like, she likes to burrow herself into places, especially even sometimes in your ear. Like, and then, like, or wake you up and be like, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up, auntie. And she's, like, licking your ear. And you're like, dude, not inside it. Like, just don't. She wrote her roots. I mean, her nose, your ears, like, anything she can get that nose up. I'll bite that tongue up. It's gross. Completely. She knows we're talking about her because she came over here. Well, I think, you know, I saw this post today. And, um, so there's this guy that is very natural, intuitive, like, and has really made, um, I don't want to say, like, a what are those people that are, like, the people you follow and they're not the motivator, the inspirational, like, influencer, influencers, right? So I wouldn't want, I do not want to typecast him into an influencer because he is above that. He's okay. doing more life-changing things, not like the standard people that call themselves influencers when they're really fucking not. And, um, because they're just not. They're like, they're basically speaking common sense and then they're like, I'm an influencer! And it's like, no, no, okay, sure. Yeah. Um, whatever. Well, yeah, you you influence people around you somewhere. Yeah, but it's, yeah, yeah. okay, let's go deeper. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, and he, this guy's great because he, like, you know, his name's Phil, Phil, Phil Good, um, and that's Phil because his name is Phil, and then he does Phil Good Life, and, like, that's that's his thing, and I like watching him because he'll, sometimes he hits just a nail on the mark. He'll come up with one of his, you know, some of his channeling creates some of the best quotes, and mm. one of the things that I saw um, earlier today is I really liked what he said because I've had to go through a lot of this just in the last couple weeks with my husband needing to do the things he needs to do for himself. But it basically is people think they love you when they can control you and they judge you when they can't control you. Unconditional love doesn't play those games. Wait, say one more time. People think they... People think they love you when they can control you Mm. and they judge you when they can't control you. Unconditional love doesn't play those games. Right. And I just, I really love the way that it was said because, you know, most people think of loving someone, but then they're constantly complaining about some of their quirks or some of their things that irritate them. And it's part of who they are. Right. Right? Like, unconditional love is loving someone fully. Like, you know, your children, your puppies, your animal, like all of these, all of these individuals like your mothers your parents whatever everyone has their quirks and their dynamics but you have to you know really like relinquish control because like a lot of the things you're trying to get them to do doesn't have to do with them it has to do with you right you're trying to do all this extra work to have them do something that you want them to do which really you're only doing that to make yourself feel better because it doesn't actually match with their frequency right and that's not for them. Yeah. And you have to really step back and allow someone to literally p- play in their own field, figure themselves out, do what they need to do, be mindful of that space, and not try and put too much of yourself or your opinion or your input into it. Because then that's going to counterbalance what they might find their purpose to be. <laughs> we got some snackers. We got some snackers. We got some snackers. Here, I wonder if we could put the microphone down there so they can actually hear the schmack, schmack, schmacking. Oh, I don't know. This might be fun. Let's see. Okay, come here, girls. Go. And we're back. Here. So not everybody can enjoy in that crunchy, crunchy. Do we make anyone hungry? (laughs) Do you see how we're trying to control you? That's right. You're trying to control you. We're trying to control you and make you... What are the subliminal messages? (laughs) Yum. That's actually one of my favorite sounds. I don't know why it's one of my favorite sounds. Crunchy, crunchies? The crunchy, crunchy, yeah. I don't like it when people do it, but when my dog does it, it's super stinking cute. Well, it might also be that you give your dog some pretentious treats that some of us other people don't give their dogs because they're They're too fancy. Yeah, I know. They're not that fancy. I was just kidding. They were buy one, get one free. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like oversized. um, They look like Cheerios. 
Yeah, I was I was gonna say um, Apple Jacks. That's what they remind I love me of. Apple Jacks. Apple Jacks. My children will never know Puppy what an Jack. Apple Jack Puppy. is. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> They'll never know what the milk tastes like after you like, spoke them. They'll never you know. And then They'll you know. eat the the kind of funky flavored milk with little red dots in it. Yeah. No. Do you know what my son asked for this week? What's up? The cereal with the tiger on the picture, on the box. Oh. And he, like, they're great. Yeah, of course yeah. they are. So the Frosted Flakes. So Frosted he asked flakes. for Frosted Flakes this week. And, of course, during the winter storm, we ran out of um, almond milk and oat milk and only had dark chocolate almond milk. And so, oh. therefore, you know, somehow Grandma was like, yeah, you can eat it with that. And so now his favorite thing to eat is Frosted Flakes with dark almond chocolate milk. Great. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> Not exactly what I was going for. No, I, I mean I've had I've had the sweetened Cheerios with like coffee creamer. <laughs> That's all I had. Right. <laughs> what? You want more? Is that what you want? More? Doing the things. Doing the things. Mm-hmm. No, they're Ooh. all done. So well. Anyway, I you know I it's funny because when it comes to like you know my kids, I don't try to like control too much of their environment as much as we might have with our first child because I've learned so much more of that and I think sometimes that creates a little bit of a different dynamic you know like you know we we always see things in the future and how it might affect somebody and so we might want to guide them so they can avoid some of those things but sometimes we forget we have to allow them to do their course and approach the things they are going to approach the way they might want to approach them so that they can learn you know, when do we become such a society that we stop letting people um, learn for themselves? Like we protect them too much that they we don't we prevent them from going on their own path. Yeah, I you know I think it just comes with maturity I, because I think the younger the younger we are, the more we want to control the experience for people so they don't have to experience the, you know, whatever we experienced that we thought was bad. And the older we get, we're like, no, you need to have your own experiences. Ah. Right. Well, and that, well, and that's, and I mean, I do remember, you know, where, you know, the feeling of a teenager when you have all those feelings, it's like, okay, you know what? It's, it's such a big deal because, you know, you have to figure it out today. You have to figure it out this instant. Like, it needs to be now. And it's like, no, actually, what you do learn is that in time, the answers will come. You just have to be patient to wait for them. Very much like messaging and channeling and things of that. Like, you know, sometimes it's like creating a project or creating something that you need to work on. But you're like, I'm just not in the right space to do. I'm not in the right space to create. And I've learned now, you know, if I'm not in that right space to do it, then it's not the right time to do it. It's just not, like, it's not. It's just not the right time. Right. Right. And a lot of times, and I've actually had to remind a couple of people of that this week because, you know, they're like, oh, man, I really needed to do, there's so many other things that I needed to do, but, you know, instead I really wanted to do that. And I was like, then do that. Like, go with the flow of that and you know, because that's where your creative juices are going to go. You're like feeling the, you're feeling the feels. It's going to be magnified. Like you're going to pour that into it. Really put that energy where it is so that you get that uplifting positivity and you get that awesome charge in the work that you, you're doing right. because other people will be able to feel that awesomeness yeah. too. Right. And if you wait, you'll lose steam on it you'll still be saying the words but you won't have that like the passion and the, the drive and yeah the energy the energy behind it right, right. so <laughs> she's she's like i don't know what to do today go play why don't you go out in the garden go on and there she goes getting regrounded with nature because that's what she does that she's a nature puppy she is I love that I can say, go out, you know, go out in the backyard or go outside or go look at your garden, and she runs outside. It's yeah. awesome. Now, if you could just teach your little buddy here who's visiting for the day how to get through the dog door. I saw him go through once. That'd be great. Want to teach him how? Go show him. Go in. Go outside. Take him with you. Go. Outside? Go get him. Go get him outside. Go take him. Go to the garden. Yeah. Go show them your garden. 
see, and maybe then Mika will have, you know, then he'll be like, oh, it's show and tell time instead of like, you're taking my space time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, why do we have these random people come here? This is my space, mom. I know. Give me extra treats now. Yes. More treats. More That's treats. too funny. That is hilarious. Yeah. Well... I don't know about you, but I, I'm feeling good vibrations with the world. I know that there's some craziness that's going on, and I feel like I, and there is, you know, a lot of dynamics of people trying to, you know, force people to behave and do things, you know, a way that doesn't really necessarily align with them. And yeah, I just, I, you know, this this last, I'm gonna say it's probably been more than a week now, but the there was kind of an upgrade that came through totally sometime in the last you know 10 days two weeks something along those lines and um what does that look like for people that aren't aware of it it can be really traumatic and it's been a really rough couple of weeks but for people that are aware of it when you can honor just like taking some downtime and being like time for an upgrade i'm gonna sleep an extra extra hour here or there whatever it is and you know spend more time on the couch just being in my own space or, or whatever it is and um you know the polar vortex or whatever it was that came through that kept us all inside for a short period of time um it's actually really helpful in you know regenerating yeah just letting you have that rejuvenation kind of time and you know i get it when it falls like at the end of the month or you know when you're trying to get that last few dollars to pay rent or whatever it is that that can be traumatizing (laughs) and overwhelming overwhelming. yeah i think it just is overwhelming and it creates some of that stress but you know it's like I get it. You know, I, like, I, I, coming out on Friday, you know, from, from our, like, cocoon bill or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and of course I could see, like, bank accounts dwindling, and so, of course, you know, and instead of allowing fear and panic to be the ruler of my, of, of my steppage, right. I immediately went straight into, okay, hold on, let's look at projections, let's see, what, like, timing, it was like, you know what? Actually, we're going to be just fine. It's the timing of flow of things coming in. As long as we're mindful, we'll be okay. It's going to work out the way that it needs to. And the other thing that was really nice is that, like, you know, I've been pushing myself. I've been pushing myself beyond my norm. And I kind of I did, was not paying attention to any of the weather stuff. Like, people started talking about the weather stuff on Saturday, Sunday, and I just kind of was like, okay, whatever because like, I wasn't supposed to pay attention to it. I was supposed to, like, I was supposed to get through the things I needed to get through. And then as soon as I, like, turn around and I'm starting to be like, man, I'm starting to feel really tired. Like, this is a really fast pace for, you know, like, okay, I have a little bit of catch-up in my week, but not a lot. And then, boom, all of a sudden, you know, that polar vortex comes through. I'm like awesome. So not just Tuesday did I have like a couple appoint a couple of appointments, but I could have more of like a half off day. And then the day after that, it was like half off day. And then the day after that was like half off day. And I was like, oh, I could get my second wind. And it was like one of those things. Like sometimes we're paying so far so much attention to the drive and the one thing after the next, after the next, after the next. We have plenty of opportunities where the universe is saying, hey go ahead, take your time, have some reserve. Like this is an opportunity for you to reserve your tank. The question is, are you paying attention when it comes? Right. Yeah, are, are you paying attention? In the end, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Like, are you paying attention? Are you, are you aware right. of, you know, how you feel, the experience around you, what's going on in the world? Yeah. And I don't mean the, the news. Good Lord, just stop with the news. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, because the vibrational, you know, I, I listened to this podcast that I absolutely adored about a week or two ago, and um, I really loved how she was talking about, um, like, wor- words and vibrational, like, the basically the vibrational frequencies of words and how, um, you know, and she, I love the line that she said. She said, you know, oh, music is food for the soul. So what are we feeding our soul? And so, and she was talking about how there are tons of music out there that is fantastic and like has great vibe. It has great vibration. Has it's uplifting. All of those things. But then the words, sometimes the lyrics that are put with it, give off a very negative, um, dense and or, or more of a dense energy, or you know can keep you stagnant and not mm. having you evolve and grow or uplift you. And I love the way that she kind of addressed that because it got to the situation where 
you know, she even was talking about like the words that we use and how some of the words we use have send off those, um, just a different vibration or encouragement. And, you know, I was walking past my kid today cause he's watching, you know, kids today, they watch other people play video games on YouTube thinking it's television, but like, you know, like that, that, that's their entertainment. That's what they like to do, you know, cause they're playing those games. They might learn a trick or something that they didn't learn. But as I was, I'm walking past doing my regular routine, getting my tea, getting, collecting my stuff to get out the door. And I'm overhearing this person that he watches. And I thought to myself, Oh crap, that I've heard him say similar things like that. Like when he's played a game and he goes, Man, I don't know why I'm so bad at this game. Why would you assume that you were bad? Who are you even comparing yourself to? You're playing by your freaking self. <laughs> and I like and it was because that YouTuber was clearly saying, like, I don't know why I'm bad at this. I can't seem to get this. And it was because he was mimicking those things and then I was it became very apparent to me that one of the things I want to start mindfully watching not only have I changed some of my phrasing and dealing with him mm -hmm. but I also really want to pay attention to the things that are coming in that aren't coming from us right especially especially at his age you know another couple of years he'll be able to start to filter what's actually my stuff and what somebody else's stuff but before the age of seven his so conscious is wide open, so he's yes. just soaking it all in. Yes, know? yeah, he's soaking it all in. He's getting to the point where, you know, he's excited to do things. He's excited to express himself, but he's also not mindfully aware of, you know, like, he was having a, hard, a little bit of a hard time during, you know, being kind of enclosed in the home. Not that he couldn't play and do, but, like, he, he was a little over-emotional. Yeah. And I think he, you know, and sometimes yeah. when he's... He, when he's getting upset and crying about something that isn't necessarily worth crying over or, you know, it's, it's a one problem, not a five problem. And, you know, and he, bringing him into that leveling issues onto that scale helps him address like what is worth your upset and what isn't worth that upset. But at the same time, he's also very sensitive to where he's picking up other people's emotions and he's not, it's like he'll get obsessed, he'll get upset with the feeling and it'll overwhelm him, but he doesn't necessarily know how to process through it and he doesn't necessarily know where it's coming from. You know, he just thinks, oh, I'm upset because of my game or because we didn't get to snuggle or because of blah, blah, blah. And really it, it had to do with, you know, things he's picking up around him within our collective universe that has nothing to do with him. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's such a hard thing to, to have that conversation with somebody so young. And at the same time, it's like for my patients and the people that I'm working with, I still tell them, I'm like, okay, let's talk about the five, 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 five rule. Mm -hmm. And they're like the what? And I'm like the five times five rule. It's like, is it going to make a difference five minutes from now? Mm -hmm. Is it going to make a difference five hours from now, five days from now, five months from now, or five years from now? If not, just let it go. It doesn't matter. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, not. It's not important enough to go into your into your summary book. Right. Yeah. It's like this is not going to make any it's not, difference. In it's a not going to be a definite. It's not going to be. If it's not, it doesn't fit onto that. It's not going to be part of what defines you. Right. Unless you allow it to change a response. Or change a reaction within yourself that then creates a pattern that becomes an issue later. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, like I said, it's, uh, <laughs> I joke about, you know, sometimes when parents tell me they worry about like what their kids are going to remember, I'm like, here's the deal. Kids are going to remember what they're going to remember. And when they get to their 20s, they get to work it all out. <laughs> And the ones that don't are going to, like, wish they had. And when they're 40, they'll figure it out. Right. You know? <laughs> so it's kind of like we, we all have our stuff. And stuff happens. They don't mean what we think it means. But we file it away as that means I am filling the blank. And then 20, 30 years later, we're trying to sort out, like, why do I think I'm not good at the games? And it's like, you've always been good at games. You just listened to somebody when you were five that said... You weren't. You and, weren't. Yeah, and you believed them. And you believed them. Right. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is that, you know, a lot of those perceptions are internal perceptions 
you know, that so, you know, some of them we've created ourselves based off of our external influences and we didn't speak about them. We didn't like, we didn't do those. And what's interesting is like, okay, you know what? It doesn't matter how amazing of a parent, you could do it perfectly good in your viewpoint. However, there's always going to be a difference of opinion of how you could have done better at this or blah, 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 blah. There's always going to be something that the kid's always going to point the finger to blame you for. And some of that's just because they're not able to hold themselves accountable for some of their stuff yet because they may not be mindfully enough aware or mindfully capable of being able to accept like, oh yeah, actually kind of wasn't us. Like, you know, like, because that might be hard to... Admit, or it might be a situation where, yeah, okay, I did, I could have done way better at addressing this, but I didn't have those skills yet. Yes, okay, I'm sorry that this occurred and we can work on these things and resolve and blah, blah, blah. So there's so many different dynamics of parenting, and but it's like harping down on yourself after every little thing and then being obsessed with, okay, what did, what did they take in so much of, you know, being like, you can't parent being over cautious of what your kids take in because then you're basically creating a whole bunch of sissy kids that can't <laughs> freaking process anything. Cause you're doing all the processing for them. Right. And that's not fair to them or fair to us because I'm fucking exhausted. Like I love my kids to death and I put all my energy into them. Although my youngest thinks I do not put any energy in, like he, you know, he's very like, when's my turn? When's my attention? And it's like, buddy, I've been home all day. I do, I have to work during hours. Like you see, may see me. That's the privilege of me being able to come and go as I, I can. But you do have to understand that like our time is special because we schedule it to our time. And that's what you, like, you and I look forward to that. Like, that's why it's special and remains special. And we just have to keep honoring that feeling and honoring that time together. Yeah, but also having boundaries and teaching them what those are. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's completely. Like, you guys do that. It's yeah. It's like, no, I need you to go do this because this is my space and my time. Yeah. Even if it's yeah. a, ah, ah, I know. I always joke, it's like, especially when that stuff comes up for me and I'm like, but, but there's this little girl inside of me. It's like, but I don't want to. <laughs> I still feel like that sometimes when I have to wake up in the morning. I'm like, I don't want to. Especially, yeah. When Alexa's alarm clock goes off and it's like, do, 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 And I'm like, and you're no. Like, Shut up, Alexa. <laughs> Go embrace your inner wild. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another episode of Embracing the Wild. I'm Abby Pagoon. And I'm Andrew Watley. Go out and embrace your inner wild.